Hello, everybody, and welcome back to A Game of No Halves. My name is Miles. I'm joined to my left-hand side by my father, Bob. Hello, Hi, Bob. Bob. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we explore the weird and wonderful world that my dad has created, where you are the owner of a football team, but they don't actually exist, do they? Well, they are the most <laughs> successful football team in European competition history. Yes, that's true. And if you joined us for the last couple of episodes, you would have heard a brief history of North London and how it all came about. It is a crazy concept. And I think gradually the audience is starting to be introduced into the slight screw loose that you have to be able to do this. <laughs> the world is not <laughs> So last episode... We left off. We just finished the season. You just smashed the World Club Championship. Yes. Uh, you were champions of Europe. Everything was going great. Yes. So we're entering the summer transfer window. So when you get to the end of a season, mm -hmm. and I suppose you've got a few months off, the World yeah. Club Championship's not happening this year. Are you like plotting in your head the moves that you're going to make for various players across the transfer window? Yeah, yeah. In fact, thing about managing a football team like this which you have vast experience of yeah obviously. is that i got to a point at one stage where i thought about very little else <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> because as you know miles i like walking yeah and i'd be out walking and i'd be planning in my head the tactics for yeah. the following saturday or sunday's game yeah and in particular when i was falling asleep yeah okay i could just so ra ra rather myself. than counting sheep, you're sort of I'm, counting I'm, your players I'm and making planning, a formation. <laughs> yeah, formations, who's going to be doing what, what, what changes I might make in the team, depending upon who we're playing this coming weekend or whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah. so as a therapy, if you like, okay. this was a superb, has <laughs> been all these years, fantastic therapy. Wonderful. I mean, obviously, I, I likened it in the first episode, I think, but basically what you've done is you've created yourself a football manager game, but in actual real life and in your head at the same time. Which in real is, life, yeah. It's quite amazing. Course. In real life, yes, yeah. Um, I just, I always find it hilarious, like thinking of us all asleep upstairs and you just slightly high, kicking, <laughs> kicking the ball around downstairs, uh, yeah. imagining, well, was, your, <laughs> imagining your yeah. Zidane. Yes, the, the, the matches always seem, I always used to seem, seem to play better <laughs> when I've had a glass of wine and, and an edible. <laughs> yeah, so what, the, in the dressing room before, and you'd just be dishing them out to players. I and would, stuff, would you? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. okay. I'm not sure that would pass. A bit like Brian Clough with pints of beer. Yeah. <laughs> Different times, eh? So the season we are about to go into is 2002 to 2003. Yes. Um, I remember the season quite well. Uh, so we're both Manchester United fans, and in real life, this is the season we, we won the league. Ruud van Nistelrooy was an absolute beast this year. And actually, it transpires in between recording last episode and this. Yes. Uh, I delved back into my own sort of world of uh, football and uh, rediscovered Championship Manager from this season, okay. which I have started playing and taken charge of Manchester United. So actually, I'm looking down at the squad list for this year and recognise a few of these players. So 2002, 2003. So the summer transfer window has oh. been and gone. Yes. We've got some ins and outs. Okay. And one name strikes me straight away okay. as somebody that I'm extremely sad to see the back of. And that is uh, Macaulay, who was our... our, our oh, Paul our, Macaulay. Our, our, our big, <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCauley so, <laughs> in real life explain to the audience who this guy actually well, was the team I know we've explained this a bit before yeah but it is a mix of actual football players yeah and uh, people that around us <laughs> would be kind of new. kicking the football around in the garden <laughs> with Miles and his brother Dylan <laughs> yeah uh, and or would be somebody I would see on the village green or this is literally like going on FIFA and you know 
yeah, joining I, Manchester United and creating yourself and putting them in the team, but you've done it with yes. other people too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so as well as being the manager, I'm the chief scout. <laughs> wow, yeah. it's a lot of responsibility. So it is, it is. <laughs> Paul McCauley was our next door neighbour. <laughs> He lived in Marshbourne. Did you actually see him play football at any point? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, no, we used to kick around. Okay, fine, fine. Well, we had, the, <laughs> we had the green right by us. Yeah. So we'd be out there kicking a football. And nice. he, he was he showed some a big talent. guy. Yeah, about yeah. six foot five. He was, uh, he was plan B, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Because, <laughs> okay. you know, the, the big number nine. Yeah, fair. So, because I like building, I keep the ball on the ground all the time. Um, it's very rare I launch. Or, <laughs> You know, we, no long balls being played at North no, London. No, no long balls. No. But with Paul McCauley, he gave me that option. Yeah, okay. Fine. Yeah. So, but he only came in last season, didn't he? Because I remember him coming into the team and did quite well. He did quite scored well. Scored a few goals, but you've, yeah. des- you've decided to ship him out again. Yeah, but I've so had one off. or two of the number nines like that through yeah. the years. Well, I think actually I'm looking at the transfers. So, transfers out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin. Goalkeeper. Right. Maldini's gone. I'm assuming he's retired. Maybe yes, he always just got yes. a bit too old. Yeah. Boban. Uh, Boban. Babangida, Babangida, and Healy yeah, have all Babangida, left. Brilliant Nigerian right winger. I yeah. Think. Anyway, so they've all left the club. Yeah. In this summer transfer window, uh, it's it's a big transfer window for the Inns though. So coming in, Carsten Ramelo, who says here is a central defender who's played forty six times for Germany. Yes. Um. So you've you've bolstered the defense. I felt, yeah, and I, I also felt although the team had just won the World Club Championship. There were certain aspects. You, you, you were runners-up in the league, weren't you? And, and yes, so there were still I things that... To, I yeah. wanted to slightly tighten up the midfield and give it just a little yeah, bit more okay. punch. Yeah, because he could play centre-back and central yes, midfield, I suppose, couldn't he? Yeah, he could play defensive midfield yeah. as well as centre-back. Um, you've brought in Flowers, who I assume is Tim Flowers, the keeper on loan. I suppose it would have been, yeah, it would have yeah. been. Now, this is so... M- I'm not sure how I would have been able to do that because one of the rules... <laughs> you're, you're, are you questioning your own rules I here? I am, actually, with Tim So Flowers. Tim Flowers... one of the rules, that obviously, we know... He came in as number 13. He's he's 36 at this point. It must be he, the It must be that somebody... Maybe he was, like, he was almost about to retire or something. Because yeah. I, I, I'm not allowed to choose... <laughs> Players that are already playing in the Premier League for other Premier League yeah, teams. Yeah, fair enough. Because so. he was Blackburn, wasn't he, for a long time? Yes, Tim he Flowers. Was. So I think that must have been it. He was out of contract. Yeah. So, so I snapped him up for it. Fair enough. I mean, you need a you need a backup goalkeeper for me. Yes. I'm the number one, of course, Miles at North it, yeah. London. In fact, my golly gloves are literally on display back here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. If you're watching, so uh, Macaulay's left the club, and yeah. in his place has come Diego Tristan. Oh, now there there were a couple of signings eh, <laughs> through the years. Yeah. That proved to be absolute genius Inspired signings. Inspired signings. Almost, you know, really kind of unexpected. <laughs> okay. That they would do even better than I expected that they would. Yeah. Raquel May, I always Raquel May. Raquel May, so, Raquel so May he is must, one of my, my favourite Yeah, he must come into the team time. in a few seasons' time. Yes. As to where we are um, right now, I guess. But Diego Tristan. So he, so he was a big striker. He played for Deportivo La Coruña right. in Spain. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing about Diego Tristan was he, he was that lovely combination of strength and size and mm. skill. Yeah. And he was very, very good in the air. Not only did he give us the skill on the ground option, yeah. you could... because You could yeah, launch some stuff to well, him if you well, need one to. One of the things <laughs> that's changed about the style of football over the last 20 or 25 years, in fact, during the sort of lifetime of the Premier League, yeah. is the fact that in the early days of the Premier League, and you saw it particularly with United, 
teams would attack the byline and cross. Mm. Crossing was much more of a thing in those days than it is now. Yeah, I mean, I you see so. nowadays, well, because teams you'd, you'd endlessly be, you'd be playing pass. with two strikers a lot back then as well, wouldn't yeah. you? So there'd be more options in the box, whereas now it's kind of based around wingers and being able to cut inside and you yes. can play with one striker. You, know, you, a lot you, you play with a, a, a winger on the right who is left-footed. Yeah, or, Mo Salah or, and yeah. Sadio Mane for Liverpool being a prime yeah, thing Anthony for United, yeah, yeah. But in those days, the idea was that the winger went on the outside and pulled the ball and crossed. back. Yep. And crossed, and crossing was a much bigger thing. Now we see teams playing endlessly in front of mm. the opposition, around, and I'm thinking to myself so often, why don't you cross it? You've got four or five people in the box. Mm. Why don't you cross well, it? Well, this is, is it, okay, this is interesting, because philosophy-wise, you were saying how you like to keep the ball on the floor a lot. Yeah. So, but that that... But it's a build up to a dangerous crossing position rather than just launching it up there, is it? That's right, okay. exactly. And there comes a moment when you can cross. Yeah. And so often you see teams nowadays not taking that option, yeah. but either cutting back outside again or passing backwards to the right back, or maybe they cross from a not so good angle. Mm. So in those days, crossing was a very, very big thing. So having Diego Tristan... As, as, as a, my the fulcrum to this. Yeah, yeah okay, fair yeah. enough. So he's come in now. And then um, what looks to be the biggest signing, I would say, of the transfer window, Ronaldinho has joined the club yes, from has. PSG. So in real life, I suppose this would have been the transfer window where he actually went to uh, Barcelona, yeah, I would does assume. Does say how much I paid for him? It doesn't actually, no. Because later on But, it, but does. it does say yeah. on loan to PSG, January 2003. Well, he came in and of course... You could really make a case at the time for him being the most brilliant footballer in the world. Well, he became it at Barcelona. Yeah. I honestly do think, actually, that that version of Ronaldinho, that those first sort of three years at Barca, I don't think there's a better player ever to watch than yeah. that Ronaldinho. But you know what he did? He brought out the disciplinarian. <laughs> <laughs> okay because he's too much of a party boy was he He was well so yeah. when you say on loan to psg i, I let him go on loan so he plays a disruptive influence <laughs> in the dressing what, room so you're there before the game handing out edibles to everybody and yet ronaldinho <laughs> has been sent on loan yeah okay fine basically so i think what happened it says on loan to psg january 2003 so i think what you did is you signed him yeah had him for six months and got so pissed he's got, he's so pissed a off shed with him. full of goals for me as and well. still you decided to send him off yeah loan. yeah well there you well, go I mean, it was the same, like, when Zidane decided that he wanted to go to Real Madrid, I let him go. Despite <laughs> the fact that I really, really wanted to keep him, and he was so brilliant. But he wanted to go, so I let him go. So did Ronaldinho want to go? No, not necessarily, but he was a disruptive. His, his eye was off the ball. So, you know, what <laughs> I, yes. so in your life at this present time then, yes. 2002, 2003, so myself, I would be... 10, 11. 10, yeah. Um, what, what, what was going on in your life at this point? I was, I was at Radio 2. I was doing the late night show in the evening on Saturday night and the country show. On game day. On game Sat day, Saturday. yeah. So it's a demanding day for me because I had to rush. You got to play, not, play nine, 90 minutes to yes, go into the radio. Yeah, to the studio. Sometimes only just made it in time. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, yeah, great. So yeah, I would have been 10. In, in the real game here, I'm 23 years old. Yes. I say the real game. This isn't the real game at all. 
Well, it is. I well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm 23. Yeah. Uh, I am. I am. I still. Uh, I'm number one keeper, aren't I? Uh, even at this point in my early career, you went. I went straight into you number went one. Did between I between the sticks <laughs> when you were about 18 years old? So okay, great. Yeah. So the first thing that happens in this season, you got a preseason tournament in Amsterdam. Oh. Uh, the first game in which you smash PSV five one and Ronaldinho scores two. Yes. So he's he's made an impact straight away. Yeah. This is before I'd opened up the big training complex uh, in, in Portugal, Portugal, which we touched on last yeah, time. Yeah, because we just had our family holiday in yeah. Portugal. Oh, it was this. Oh, yeah, because it was around the Club World Championship, right? That That's right. Happened. And, and okay. that, that, that was the thing that sparked the idea. Yes, it was. Okay. But I haven't actually, it hasn't been built. We, we <laughs> Construction is taking place That's right. right now. Okay. That's right. So, so our pre-season is in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. Yes, it was. And it looked like it was a little uh, league table thing, which you finished top. No, hang on. Second, Barcelona finished top. You were two points off them. You drew with AC Milan and drew with Barcelona. Uh, and beat PSV. So 5-1, Diego Tristan on his debut got two, Rondinho on his debut got two, Ben Harris, who's my older brother, got one on the 88th minute. 2-2 yep. against AC Milan, Fonseca and Rebrov. Right. And 1-1 yeah. with Barcelona, Fonseca with another one in that game. Right. Um, so yeah, you finished second in the group. And then the season started, uh, first of all, you had a community shield trip in which you lost to Arsenal, Bob. The, what was the makeup of the team? Was I putting in one or two of the you were, fringe players? It says uh, first defeat in 14 games, including... Club World Championship. Yeah, the team. I mean, I wasn't starting in goal, so for a start. Oh, well, there you, we yeah, are. Yeah, you know. Poorest defence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you expect? Disappointing performance, losing to 80, 87th minute Hoffland own goal. Can you tell me how <laughs> how on earth do you score an own goal when you're kicking a foam football around in the, in the corner? Well, no, I would have probably taken a shot uh, and it would have, I don't know, ricocheted off a chair leg or something diverted into, it in yeah, diverted <laughs> in that would be an own, own goal yeah so Hoffland Hoffland with the own goal to lose the charity shield which is yeah. very upsetting yeah okay well it seems we've been beckoned down the uh, the tunnel for a half time break Bob should we hear from our sponsors no wait there's a, probably another minute of extra time to go <laughs> uh, there was the injury yeah you know, okay. to David I'm, Bennett I think maybe we should cut to the break okay alright <laughs> Well, as you know, at North London FC, we take our nutrition very seriously. That's why we're delighted to have Factor as our official nutrition partner of the first team squad. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes, which is excellent for the first team squad coming off a hard training session. You can choose from a variety of weekly menu options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie and discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages, which helps the squad stay fueled and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. Get chef prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factors ready to eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring, like kicking a foam football around the house just like Bob. <laughs> Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini and asparagus. No fuss, no mess meals. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Simply heat and savour the good stuff. Plus, Factor are celebrating Earth Day all month long. 
Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com AGONH50 and use code AGONH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code AGONH50 at factormeals.com AGONH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Now back to the action. So the Premiership season starts, you drew with Man United away, 3-0 win against Leeds, a draw with Arsenal away, and a, a hard-fought 3-2 victory at Fulham leaves you in fourth place yep. with four games played. The Fulham game, actually, you were 2-0 down at half-time, but you revert to 4-2-3-1 and immediately look more balanced. Is that what I put? Zidane makes his first appearance of the season, so he must have had a little injury or something, I guess. Well, they, this was the other thing. Uh, I was very conscious of the fact that occasionally... Players just need to take a little bit of a break. I suppose he played the whole whole club played, world championship. Played the club world championship. Well. You have to sort of balance that. And again, I must say my template for that was in the middle of the treble winning season. Mm. United let Peter Schmeichel oh, that's, he go on holiday, holiday for he? ten days. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. and the transformation because he he had lost form. Yeah. And the transformation when he came back. Mm -hmm. And I think also when you've got a manager that individually is assessing the, the he's, needs he's of looking particular after his players, players. Yeah. I think it gives the whole group the sense that, that you've got their back. So with Zidane, I thought he needed a bit of a break. Yeah. And then, of course, he's a little <laughs> bit behind <laughs> you, the preseason. You got the sense from... Zidane in your head that he just needed a bit of a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. So then we want to put him through full pre-season. Yeah, of course. So, so, it, so it took him a second to get back into the, yes. into the full swing. So he had to just catch up with everybody else. Yeah, fine. So that was in the 3-2 victory. Zidane making his first appearance of the season. He was replaced by Ben Harris in the 84th minute, actually. But yeah, so fourth in the league going into the start of September. 1-0 win away at West Ham. An Ian Giggs goal in the 65th minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh three one winning at Southampton, missed many chances after going ahead. Tristan's got his ninth and tenth goal of the season See, al already. He's already <laughs> this is six games in and he's got ten goals in this the is Erling Haaland style <laughs> stats here, yeah. I mean I suppose in terms of a player, they're not dissimilar. They're not. <laughs> Next game is a nil-nil draw at Liverpool. I'm intrigued about the fact that Dowdle is carried off injured early in the game, yes. out for four weeks with a foot injury. Yes. <laughs> so what what would have happened there? Well, I probably stubbed my toe <laughs> on the chair in the sitting room. <laughs> and right. depending upon always depending upon how much it hurt me, yeah. I would decide how long that player was out injured. So four weeks, so this must have been a pretty it decent was, stub. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> <laughs> what was the worst injury you ever had? Can you remember if there were any really bad ones you've had whilst Broken playing? Broken toe, of course. Broken toe? Yeah, well, that was in Portugal, wasn't it? Oh, we were clutching his last World Club. Yeah. Wow. Where's Dexter? Oh, no, yes. Yeah, Where's Dexter? Toe. was out for so long. He was long. out for months. Yeah. So that's, that's so that why was, most That was the worst one. <laughs> forward injured, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just going for an absolute cannon shot and just kick the table leg yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Nasty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember we had a little swimming pool there, didn't we? I was constantly doing this with my foot <laughs> trying to make my bloody toe feel better in the hope that maybe Wes Dexter might <laughs> that, was, that was the extent <laughs> of your physiotherapy was just hovering your toe hydro. in, in the hydro pool. miles what, what, flicking your toe around in the swimming pool yeah. I, I don't know whether that counts <laughs> 
<laughs> so you're now third in the table at the end of September. For, uh, following fixtures, 4-0 at home to, to Blackburn. Yeah. 2-0 away to Newcastle. So you're really coming into form here. 3-1 against Birmingham. But then a 3-2 loss against Chelsea away, which ends your 15-match unbeaten run. Yes. Well, Chelsea time. were just starting to get good then, weren't they? 0-2-0-3. Yeah, that must be... I don't be... think Mourinho had arrived just yet. I, oh, I don't know. But certainly the team were beginning I'm to... I'm thinking look... that sort of time is like... What Hernan Crespo, Adrian Mutu, yeah, they're starting to splash yeah, the cash a little bit. Starting to look, you know, Trevor Nelson's a massive Chelsea fan, yeah. you know, and he and I at the end of my show on on Thursday evenings when I, I finished at, at ten because <laughs> Trevor's just starting his show. Yeah. Always, 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 I go down to the studio to see him for a few minutes at the beginning of his program, and we always talk football. Yeah, he comes into the control room, and it, it's like it's United and Chelsea. That's who we right. talk about. And of course, uh, you know the progress of North London because uh, you know the the. Um, you talk to him about the it. London derbies. Uh, no, I don't. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're too embarrassed to talk to him. Well, about it. in fact, I'm going to have to. Um, yeah, I hate to break it to you, Bob, but there will be people listening to this podcast that are going to find out about this. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, Trevor, <laughs> we ought to get Trevor on. Trevor would be great. Yeah, yeah. Trevor, yeah. if you're up for it, then come on the show. Yeah, because obviously, in your actual work life, in real life, you are a radio presenter predominantly. So you never have ever touched upon this world. On air? On air. I don't want people to think I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't. No. Well, only because it would take such a long time. <laughs> I mean, what are we now? We're the yeah. third podcast into this series. Yeah. And we're still in the process of uh, explaining, explaining how all it the all works. nuances yeah, yeah, to everything. Absolutely. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah I know. I it just, really does I, I take would, a bit of explaining. I would love to just one day on your show, just randomly burst into North London stuff. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Okay, so table-wise, we're at the end, uh, sorry, the start of October, you're in second place now, two points back off Arsenal. Following on from that, 4-0 win against Aston Villa, Diego Tristan amongst the goals again, then another 4-0 win against Everton, and then another 4-0 win against Man City. He scored goals. <laughs> he did score goals. He scored goals. Yeah, Rondinho's yeah. got a couple of that time. Yeah. The whole thing about our approach. And you see, the thing is, it's this interchangeability of the players in defence that creates the platform for us to be able to attack. Yeah. Because what you, you're doing is you're training the players to play. It's like total football. Yeah. You know, the Holland idea of total football yeah so if you've got a center back let's say i always i keep going back to freddie haynes but <laughs> he is the template i can't wait for freddie haynes to join the squad yeah. because we've talked about him so much already yes it's gonna be worth it guys when he when he comes through the academy going into december you're still second by two points looking better however two nil nil draws follow up after that against bolton and middlesbrough it's a lack well, of what was the team then was, were uh, there injuries the team's looking good no no against middlesbrough i'm in goal you've got cannavaro ramelo hoffland and Fuser, 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 Fuser. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Across the back back line, you got Ben Harris and Casaro in midfield with Figo, Ronaldinho, and Giggs, and then Larson up front. So you did give That's Henry Larson, yeah. So yeah. you did and that give was before Tristan he a bit joined of United, I think. Yeah, but also Miles, if you see, there, there's the list of subs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, so, and that whatever injuries, there's a yeah, list no, of so so there. nothing. The, those nil nils were just oh. no no notes on them at all. Oh really? Apart from the subs, yeah. What, what subs? Got, Who came got on? Robert, Fonseca came on. Yeah, uh, Ronaldinho in the seventy seventh minute. But apart from that, yeah, uh, yeah. So not a lot. See, going I on. think the other thing with with uh, Ronaldinho 
was um, be- <laughs> is this is this in your world or in the real world? It's in my world. Okay, yeah. Just, and so <laughs> fitness levels begin to yeah, okay. kick in. Yeah, yeah. And however um, skillful, I do think in real life that's what I was saying. Those first two three years at Barca, he was in good shape and he did keep himself yeah. Yeah. in good shape. Yeah. So you're you're sort of this is predating. I'm, I'm sort of yeah, real pre-empting life. it. But also with the young players coming through. He yeah. was not a good <laughs> role <laughs> model. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible, isn't it? But he well, was... What about Eric Cantona and stuff? I mean, obviously, I know he wasn't much of a partier, but he had a bit of a side to him, didn't he? Uh, anyway, the 2 0 nil draws are then followed up with a 4-2 victory of Aston Villa. So you're okay. back on form. Yep. Figo and Larson with a brace each. Uh-huh. Good. So you're, you are missing uh, Diego Tristan. Diego Tristan is nowhere to be seen oh. on, in the squad. Maybe he's gone for a rest somewhere or got a knock. Anyway, come the 15th of December, mm-hmm. North London, back where they belong, Top of the league. Top of the table. <laughs> Two points above Arsenal with a game in hand. With a game in hand. So things are going well. You then yeah. beat uh, Spurs 3-2, 3-0 win against Sunderland, and then a 3-3 draw with Arsenal. Uh, Diego Tristan's back in the team. He's got three goals in those three games. Yes. Things are looking good. Yes. And then uh, you follow it up at the end of January with a 5-0 thrashing of Charlton Athletic. Uh, Dowdall in the 44th minute gets his 100th goal for the club. Wow. Which is incredible, actually. Yes, it is. Jim Dowdle. <laughs> yeah. this, this is the stuntman, right? This is the stuntman, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We... And funnily enough, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, w- I was at uh, Radio 1 reunion uh, a little while ago, yeah. and my original producer, the producer who took me into yeah. Radio 1 in the first place in 1970, yeah. Jeff Griffin... He was in the uh, team, right? For, well, for his son time. was in the team. That's right. Sorry. He, he, yes, Sorry. Right <laughs> <laughs> his son was a Goodness really good me. player. So, right, when you're, when you're picking players to go in the team, does it have to be people that you've met in person? Like, so, you know, if you're creating a team and you see Tom Cruise is kicking a ball around when he's offset on a Mission Impossible film, do you then oh, think, no, no, I could no. sign him? <laughs> That's too unrealistic. Now you're being silly, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> but did did that ever happen? Did you ever see? I mean, did you, apart from obviously real footballers, did you sign anybody that you hadn't met before? Did, was it all, or at least hadn't seen with your actual eyes in real life? Were there anybody that you? No, like, you always no. had to have scouts in person. Like for example, <laughs> this young lad who was on playing on the village green yeah. uh, on the wing, he was just fabulous, and I just did not get a chance to. T- talk to anybody about who he was well (laughs) how do you so you're standing on the touchline watching me play a sunday league game and you go up to the manager and just be like what's the name of that who's that guy can i sign him for my imaginary football team do you think (laughs) Uh, keep i'm I'm gonna take the word imaginary out of this again miles but yes i would i'd I'd approach the manager and say (laughs) i'd be very interested in that young player there (laughs) what sort of offer are we looking at here to get this this deal moving yes But I mean, from from the village green, it's it's not going to take that much to to persuade him. No, to come no, and a pint at the, at the sports a, bar afterwards would probably do it. I reckon. Yeah, a, a yeah. team that's top of the Premier League. I mean, let's face. <laughs> no, true. It doesn't take much temptation. Looking at the end of January, still top of the league by two points. You then draw with Man City three three. Yeah. City equalised in the 93rd minute, so a bit of a kick in the that's teeth there. Uh, Diego Tristan goal gets you a one nil win at home to Bolton. Because that was the other thing about Diego Tristan. He didn't just score goals, he scored important You could goals. rely on him yeah. to, to get a goal when you need it most, yeah. Nil-nil at home to West Ham, but then a 4-0 victory over Southampton and then a 2-2 draw with Chelsea. The team let a two-goal lead slip in that one, apparently. Uh, and at... <laughs> 
<laughs> right, you're gonna have to. <laughs> you're gonna have to explain this one. To how, the, how on earth at two one? Yes. <laughs> Figo has good goal disallowed. Now, how how on earth do you decide? <laughs> do you decide a goal has been disallowed? He was probably offside. How though? <laughs> <laughs> you, you kick the phone football against a, a yeah. wall, and what? How, yeah, how? No, I think he was offside. <laughs> He would have been offside. Obviously, offside. Yeah. There's no yes. doubt. Yeah. yeah. No VAR Cause, in those days either. If, if, if you think <laughs> that, that the back line is the, the sofa, the line of the sofa. Okay. And when I kick the ball against the wall <laughs> to produce the through ball, he, he would have gone too early <laughs> and he would have passed the sofa line before receiving the ball. So it was offside. <laughs> okay. This, this just all is, happened in your head, I, I assume. No, Miles. <laughs> you see, the well, thing is, you have to remember that I'm playing this game out yeah, so in, it's, in it's, my head. <laughs> so the sofa line isn't the sofa line at all. It's the, it's the back four okay. of the opposing team. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> so if you imagine that, that my head is a whole series of match of the day cameras. <laughs> so you have got VAR in, in the sitting room for this offside call for Louis Figo. Well, no, because VAR wasn't yeah, even well. thought of in those days, was it? <laughs> no, I suppose not. No, I hate VAR anyway. Yeah, we, yeah I mean, VAR is, is ruining Digress into VAR. I'm happy to digress into VAR. For about the next three episodes well, of this. Yeah. So for me, VAR, the trouble is that it completely takes away the spectacle of, especially like if your team scores the goal. Hmm. Every time that happens now, I can't feel like I can celebrate properly because I think, oh no, VAR is going to... Yeah. Somehow, maybe put it back for yeah. a fingernail. So, so, yeah, someone being half an offside, inch offside. Yeah, or like it, it brushing their arm in an unintentional way as they were running through or something. I don't yes, know. yes. Because um, I mean, let's face it: the whole idea of, of football is to score goals. Yeah. So what's been happening, it seems to me, over the last three or four years, is that football has been devising ever more intricate ways to find ways of disallowing goals. <laughs> Isn't that counterproductive? I know. I know. I'd much rather. VAR, I, I understand, you know, the goal line technology thing, that's fine. Yes. And that's that's clear as day. Yes. Well, I mean, and a lot of people use the Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah, against Germany. Against yeah, Germany yeah, goal yeah, yeah. To, to, to sanction all of the other stuff. Yeah. Well, goal line technology, definitely. I think there have been, over the years, historically, we've seen some really terrible decisions. Well, there was a goal that was disallowed, I think, or something in the, in the lower league game where the ball actually did go in, but there was some sort of hole in the net and it flung out the net. And both the, the, the linesmen and the referee thought it went wide. So they, this team scored a goal and it was never given. Yes. And stuff like that is good for. Anywho, digression aside, 2-2 draw with Chelsea after the, after the disallowed goal. Somehow, you're still top of the league by a point with eight games left of the season, Bob. Wow. Arsenal behind you. You're on 64 points. Arsenal on 63. Same number of games played. Yeah, same number of games played. United on 61. Tight, isn't Everybody's it? Everybody's played 30 games. Yeah, where, so th- where are Chelsea? They haven't Chelsea really are the- sixth. Right. Stands on 49. So, so what is the top six then? It's- so it's North London, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Arsenal, Man United, Newcastle, Everton and Chelsea. Ah. So this would have been one of Newcastle, the- this would have been the Bobby Robson era. And I suppose David Moyes would have been at Everton helping them to overperform yes, still at this would. point. would, yeah. One of his good seasons. Interesting, isn't it? So eight games left. Yep. A point ahead. Yep. Are you going to do it, Bob, do you think? You're going to well, manage to win the league? I'd, I'd be surprised if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so next game, Birmingham away. A 1-1 draw. Zinedine Zidane in the 84th minute. Okay. It's the fourth draw in the last six league games. We're dropping points. You hit the woodwork four times in the last 10 minutes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so an un- well, this draw. is the thing. Actually, I must be honest. 
we had a world record number of, of well, so hitting the wood. So I, if because, I remember, because the, the, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the um, the legs of the table were so wide. <laughs> <laughs> disproportionately you're, you're gonna Dispro- them, no right? it's true yeah like yeah. a coffee table with big thick old legs in yeah. fact because this would have been one of the balls you were using wasn't it and yes. they're not far off the width of the ball are they the legs that's of the right table. so these were the we're, we're showing and for those listening ones we're showing the, the, the ones that i would be playing with yeah what's really uh, like a size one the bigger um, one the yellow one which is behind would there, be yeah. the size i would be playing when i'm not feeling quite in quite such good form but these, you really, I mean, I could really get some skill going with these. <laughs> but yeah, when you're face front of a table, yeah the, the, yeah, the table legs actually were pretty much the same width as the ball, weren't yeah. they? So oh, I are t- going to undoubtedly the, hit the woodwork a few times. The goals that I love scoring more than any others were the ones, the, the almost the length of the hall. <laughs> yeah, um, which is the you, equivalent of? Well, from 30 yards, yeah. 30 yards out. Absolutely banger. And you're cu- coming out from the, the, the <laughs> sitting room. Yeah. Into the hallway, you are about thirty yards out. You're you're front on to the goal, and I managed to get it to go up, have a trajectory that, <laughs> that a bit like the Roberta Carlos. Okay, against you know, France. So yeah, literally, yeah. It, I could curve the ball and have it dip to crash into the underside of the bar and in. Yes. Now, when you got one of those right, things you love feeling to see. was just yeah, yeah, incredible. So one more draw with Birmingham, mm-hmm. followed up with a convincing five-one away at Middlesbrough. Diego Tristan with two goals again there. Yeah. Yeah. And then another draw at Everton, uh, 1-1, Dylan Harris, my younger brother, with the goal in the 64th minute, uh-huh. which means <gasps> 35 games played. Oh, okay, no, hang on. So United actually have, have played 35, but you've dropped down to third. Uh, you do have two games in hand on United in first, right. and you're five points back. So Whoa. if you win the two games in hand, you'll go, I, I, go so top of the league by a point. And still then, in my hands. And then Arsenal are two points ahead of you and you've got one game in hand on them. Wow. So it's really tight, a, ladies and gentlemen. This is, a, this is an top exciting finish. What a run-in we've got here. Yeah. So the next game, away at Sunderland. Okay. Zinedine Zidane hat-trick makes oh, it 3-0. I, I was, think, I was he thinking stood it might up have to been be counted. a nil-nil draw because no. Sunderland would have been so defensive against us. <laughs> okay, next game, home at Spurs. Yeah. Dylan. My younger brother comes up with a massive winning goal in the 78th minute, and it's a 1-0 victory. Right. So there are three games left in the season now. You've got Liverpool at home, you've got Blackburn away, and you've got Newcastle at home in the final game of the season. That's a big one. Massive. Yes. (laughs) Liverpool at home. 3-0 win. Fonseca, Zidane, and Figo with a convincing victory there. Right. Away at Blackburn. Yes. And it looks like a hard-fought 2-1. Henrik Larsson and Zinedine Zidane. So you go into the last game of the season... Surely, needing a win to win the league, basically, because okay. as things have, have transpired. Right. So you're at home to Newcastle. At this point in the season, Bob, obviously you're going into the final game of the season. You know that you need a win to guarantee yes. win the league. And, yes. and, and if you if you do get a win, or if all the other teams win around you, you win the league by just a point. Okay. So you have to win, really. Yes. What's your team talk going into this game? To literally treat it like any other match that okay. we're going to it's in our hands basically and um we're only top of the league at this moment because we've played well enough to be there so if we continue to attack and have in our minds the whole idea that we're going to score goals mm. then we will this is my feeling so you're playing basketball so we're, we're going to go out we're going to take on the opposition we're going to not worry in a way about the um result even we're just going to absolutely swamp. This is a 
a phrase I use a lot in the team talks. Mm. We're going to swamp, swamp them. Newcastle. We're just going to go at them. <laughs> and and one of the things I loved uh, about our approach in that respect, if you go through the goals scored in the season, Miles, yeah. and look at the, the time in the match <laughs> that yeah. they were scored, see how often there's a very, very early goal within the first 10 minutes, let's say. Well, you say that, Bob. Right. Second minute against Newcastle, Zinedine Zidane makes it 1-0. There we go, you see. <laughs> this is a mammoth last game of the season. Yes. Okay? So... You need a win yeah. to win the league. Yeah. You're playing Newcastle at home, who actually have themselves had a very good season. They're in fourth. Yes. yes. The final score is Newcastle United four, North London five. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's almost like the eight seven against United. <laughs> I know. Wes Dexter pops up with a hat trick oh, when you back. need him most. He's back. Forty fifth, fifty first, and fifty ninth minute, and Zinedine Zidane in the eighty eighth minute wins the title oh, for North London. See? Who win the league over Man United by a single point, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing stuff. That is. <laughs> you actually only lost twice all season. No, no, none at home, yep. both away from home. Yep. A plus 57 goal difference. So you finished the season on 84 points, United on 83. Wow. And how many goals stuff. did, right, did well, we score? Uh, you scored 92. 92. 92 right, goals okay. at home and away. So, fantastic stuff. The cup competitions. Yes. You were beaten finalists in the FA Cup. Yep. Beaten finalists in yes. the League Cup, yes. but you do win the Champions League as well. So got the double. you've got the double. It's a it's a fantastic season. Describe your feelings in the season, Bob. Are you euphoric way to end the season. Five four. That was yes. <laughs> well, just imagine the fans. You know, the fans went absolutely crazy uh, in the last few minutes of that game in against Newcastle. And the only thing about it, you know, looking back on it, was. It was a very demanding, draining season for the players because I mean, you've, they played, you've get, every, you've played single every single available game. match yeah. in all competitions right throughout the season. Yeah. <laughs> There's a theme going here. Yeah. I just I love <laughs> I love how much this just is real to you. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so, if you were to pick top scorer for that season, who would you say it would have been? Diego Tristan. I Diego think. Tristan. Yeah. Forty-four in all competitions. Forty-four. You see, oh, twenty-seven That's in the Premier with League. Cristiano Ronaldo. Not yeah. quite. Harlem, but not far off. No, no. 27 in the Premier League, 13 in Europe, four in the various cup competitions. 13 in Europe. Yeah, that's a, that yeah, is a smashing see, season. Yeah. Uh, Zinedine Zidane was your second top scorer with 25. Right. Pitching in with a lot from midfield. Figo with 21. Yeah. And then uh, Giggs, Fonseca, Larson and Ronaldinho all getting 11 goals. Yeah. So where's Dexter? He got three all season and it was yeah, the hat trick in the last game of the season. Right, because, because he was injured. So this, oh, is it right? I'm sorry. Yeah. This is still the injury... Absolutely, well, it was a bad foot, foot injury. Yes, it was. <laughs> Sorry, it ruled him out for the whole season, apart from the last game, and he comes back and scores a hat trick. Yeah, fairy see? tale ending, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the 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 toe stubbing in in Portugal really did affect it really did. the it was whole a, season. It was a big moment, <laughs> unbelievable. So, Bob. Yep. 2002, 2003 seasons come to a close. Yes. successful campaign, I would say. I would say two finals, beaten finalists in both the, the domestic cups. Yeah. But a league and Champions League double. Yeah. It's not bad, is it? Not bad. So going into next year, where, where do you reckon your head was in terms of who you're going to bring in, who you're going to get let go? Can you think about what was going on at that time? No, I not yet. Um, I mean, the thing is that I always feel how important it is to kind of celebrate the success <laughs> yeah, okay. when you 
when you get it. Players are off to so Ronaldinho to, to be gonna, he would have been brought back on off loan from PSG just to instigate the party. Yeah. At the end of the Champions League <laughs> yes. wins. He'd be on the decks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the, the summer break is coming up. Yeah. And now I think about what we're gonna do next season. Which we will find out next time here on A Game of No Halves. Um, to everybody listening now, please uh, go ahead and follow our socials. We'll be posting loads of stuff on social media. Uh, amongst everything else, you'll be able to see in full detail all of these typed out statistics and the formations from this season. Uh, there'll be loads of behind the scenes content and all that sort of stuff as well. So please get in touch with us on there. We'd love to hear from you. And I guess until next time, we will be deliberating. We are the champions. Are the champions. Yes, we are. Europe and uh, and England conquered in one season. Yeah. And we'll be coming back for the 2003-2004 season with fresh signings, fresh yes. faces. I'm very excited. Maybe so we can go I. on and do the quadruple next it's, year. Who knows? It, it's an incredible prospect. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Thanks, Bob. And thanks again for listening and watching. We'll see you for another episode of Game of the The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not on the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Did you know that learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Don't pay 100 private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. Yeah, that's right. And actually, this helped me a lot recently, Bob, because I know that we've been talking about, I did my shoot to, to Real Madrid recently and got up to the stadium and went to pick up my media accreditation and I couldn't travel with a, a, a stool or a chair to sit on at the side of the pitch, which I often do in the UK. So I had to go up to collect my accreditation. I had to ask for a chair. And uh, thanks to Babbel and its convenient courses, I went up and confidently said, Necesito una asia, por favor, which means I need a chair, please. And the person behind the desk was like, ah, si, aquí, which means, oh yeah, here, pointed. And there was somebody with a whole stack of chairs, which I grabbed and took it to the side of the pitch and then shot the game sitting in the chair that I just got. So it worked very well for me. That's brilliant. Thank you, Babel. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University and others continue to prove Babel is better. One study in particular found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Babbel has sold over 16 million subscriptions, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. And here's a special limited-time deal for all our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babble.com slash A-G-N-H. That's amazing. I'm actually going to do this right now. Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash A-G-N-H. That's babble spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash A-G-N-H. Rules and restrictions may apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.